Thank you, ladies and Caleb, Brian, appreciate that selection of music this morning, how doctrinally rich, how encouraging today, and, and I love music we could lift our voices to that, that uh, do have God's word in it like that. Well, I'm glad you're here today, and uh, I know I'm not going to be the first to say this, and I hope I'm not the last to say it, but happy Mother's Day, moms, and happy Mother's Day to all of those that do the job of a mom in loving others. I have such great respect for you and for uh, the great things you do in the lives of others. Uh, I have great memories of my mom as well, and I'm going to take some liberty today to uh, share a little bit of her with you. Her name was Rose, and uh, she was a, a special person in my life, in the lives of my brothers, and uh, she, she was a devoted mom. She was someone that uh, was loyal. She was someone that would give her life for her children as moms do, but she's proved it a number of times, and I'm not going to share those stories with you, but I can tell you this, she, she let me know we were loved. I just enjoyed being around her, and she was uh, so influential in my life. I don't ever remember having uh, a negative conversation with her. I always left encouraged, strengthened, and, and she uh, led me to believe I could accomplish anything. She believed in me, and, and it was just a great childhood. Uh, I love her greatly. Uh, her her uh, happy place was having her babies in her arms. That was special for her. And it was always special for the one in her arms there for me uh, because, once again, being loved uh, gives us a great message and helps us to live happy lives. And that's me being happy. Uh, there's that winning smile that, um, that uh, I was always happy to be around my family. Uh, I'm so thankful that uh, I was able to share the gospel with her. And before she left this earth, she called on the Savior. And what a blessing for uh, a son that came to know the Lord. And she, I believe, was the first one I shared the gospel with. But so thankful for her influence in my life. I would be remiss as well not to wish my lovely wife, Janet, a happy Mother's Day. What a fantastic job she has done with our children and our grandchildren, and, and she makes life special. Uh, we're so thankful for her, and I showed my appreciation to her. She's enjoying her uh, Mother's Day gift, and uh, that swing looks like, um, well, that's a great thing, but it didn't look so good when it came in 100 parts in a box. And a shout out to Dave for helping me make sense of uh, instructions that didn't seem to. But uh, we're, we're thankful for uh, mothers in our lives. And, and my mom was a positive influence uh, on me. And at times, maybe you've experienced in your lives where sometimes there's a negative side to mom's positive approach. And I I've may have shared this with you before, but... In, in her eyes, we always looked good. And I can assure you, uh, I was the youngest of three boys. We didn't always look good. But on one occasion, uh, after uh, I had gotten ready to go out on a date, uh, I was coming out of my bedroom. My brother stops and he says, whoa, I, don't, I can't believe you've chosen uh, those clothes to go out on a date. And I said, really? Imagine that. Um, Mom said, I look great. And so he said, well, I wouldn't put too much stock in that watch. He had just come home from, from work. 
he was a mechanic and there was grease on him. I mean, he, he was pretty dirty and he walked into my mom's room and said, hey, I'm going out. How do I look? And she says, oh, you look great. <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, what in the world? <laughs> well, I, I, I think in her eyes, we always did look great. And that was, that was so important for us and that was important for her. And I know that, that all moms uh, don't feel that way all the time. I remember asking one mother who had four unruly children, hey, if you had to do it all over again, would you have children? And without hesitation, she says, of course I would. And then with a smile, she said, but different ones. <laughs> you know who you are. Well, the Bible reminds us to give honor to whom honor is due. And moms, you deserve to be honored today uh, and forgive us uh, when we forget all the things you do. And, and that happens oftentimes. I heard one dad that came home from work and, and as he pulled up to the house, he saw three of his children out in the yard, still in their pajamas, playing in the mud. The car uh, door of his wife's wide open, as was the door to the house. And uh, he was concerned what was going on, and he made his way into the house, and there was a greater mess in there. And uh, lambs were knocked over, and there was loud music coming from the front room, and a cartoon was blaring, and uh, toys were all over the place, and he ran into the kitchen to see what's happening. Dishes in the sink, breakfast food on the counter, dog food on the floor, the refrigerated door open. Now he's really concerned. So he makes his way up the stairs, stepping over toys and things that were left there, gets upstairs, passes the children's bathroom and notices wet towels on the floor, toilet paper all rolled in a heap, toothpaste on the walls and the mirror, and he's thinking, this is not good. He was concerned. Something must have seriously happened. Makes his way to his bedroom, and there's his wife, still in her pajamas, curled up in bed, reading a novel. And he looks at her, and she looks at him and smiles and says, how was your day? He says, what happened here? And she says, well, you know when you come home, oftentimes, and you tell me, what in the world is it that you do all day? Yeah, yeah, he said. Well, today I didn't do it. <laughs> Moms, forgive us when we miss those things that you're uh, all about and what you're doing, and we greatly, greatly appreciate you. And, and truth is, in case we have forgotten what moms do, I saw one article that reminded us. It said they are nurses and doctors, teachers and psychologists, counselors and coaches, and of course, the never-ending job of being a chauffeur. Mothers are developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies, shapers of attitudes. Mothers often have the difficult job of balancing discipline, yet with a soft voice saying, I love you. And most importantly, mothers are a connection to God, a child's first impression of God's love. And through it all, many mothers work in the, in the uh, workforce and, and they do it uh, with great hearts and love and responsibility for their families. And we're so thankful for you. Moms, you, you do uh, all these things and much, much more. And today, we honor you. I also realize a day like today can, can bring emotions and difficult thoughts for various reasons. And, and I'm so sorry for whatever uh, this day brings to you that is not a pleasant thought. I'm going to pray for you in a moment. But would you please join us today in giving honor to whom honor is due. And I'm going to ask you to turn to Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to read several passages that speak of a mom that I would like us to consider today. Her name was Mary, 
and she was the mother of Jesus. Luke chapter 2, we're going to look down at verse 15 when you get there. Luke Luke chapter 2, verse 15 says, So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. And notice this, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Look down to verse 41 as we read of a potential parental nightmare that some of you have experienced. There it says in verse 41, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast And when they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? us?" Moms, uh, your children ever wander away from you as some of ours have in, in department stores and suddenly, where's my child? And they slipped in between one of the clothing racks and they'll set that rantic craze in your mind. What's happening? Well, Mary goes on to say, look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And notice again, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. Would you turn to John chapter 19, one final reading before we pray. John 19, verse 25. You're familiar with the scene. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to be in his own home. Would you pray with me today? Father, we thank you for a day we can recognize moms, the blessing they are to us. And we rejoice in in allowing yourself to be shown through their lives, through their love, through their sacrifices. And Father, we are the better for it. I pray for some today, Lord, that uh, uh, just this day brings difficult feelings, and, and I pray for your grace in their lives. Would you encourage them and strengthen them, and Lord, may they trust you uh, through uh, certain difficult times, and certainly with unanswered questions. Minister to them today, and bless them, and as we look at this 
your word and, Lord, uh, the example that Mary gave us in loving others and caring for our family. May you, Lord, be pleased with every word spoken, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we turn our minds uh, to Mother's Day, consider the heart of Mary and how her love is often demonstrated in the lives of our mothers, both here today and online, and those that are in our hearts and minds. And uh, we are encouraged with characteristics that we see in Mary's life. We're told that both Jesus' birth and then as he turned 12 years old, these events became part of the treasured memories that were in her heart and mind. And mom had those treasured memories, right? If I were to ask you this morning, what are those memories you have of your, your precious little ones? And uh, the, the families we had here, for, for some, that's just beginning. But there's going to be those precious memories of those first steps. The first words and how parents uh, hope it's, it's dad, daddy, or mom. Uh, those are precious memories. First achievements as children grow and we see things in the life and you can add to that list many, many things. And although uh, there's no question that we have disappointed our moms at different stages of life to different degrees of life, uh, we recognize as well that uh, their love overshadows the difficulties we have given them. And, and they, they think of the good things that have happened in our lives, and they remind themselves of it, and they keep that to encourage themselves and others. Uh, there are stories that all mothers have and, and too often publicly share, and even at times when you don't want them to. But Mary had her own treasured memories, and as she pondered things in her heart and kept things in her heart, uh, the gospel writers remind us of the importance as we read of how devoted Mary was. Yes, to her family, but also to the Lord. Little is known about Mary other than what we read in the Bible accounts, but we see it again and again, her devotion. In addition to what we have already read, John in his gospel account notes that she was present at the wedding at Cana where Jesus performed the miracle of changing the water into wine. And there in, in John 2, it says this, on the third day, when there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there, now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. I love what his mother said to the servants. Whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says, do it. And it's an interesting exchange between Jesus and his mom when this happens. Mom being the kind of woman she was, and as most moms are, they're concerned when things aren't going right. And when the, the wine ran out, that was a very embarrassing moment. And she goes looking for Jesus in a crowd of who knows how large. But she's searching for him. Why? Because mothers believe in us? Well, more importantly, because she knew her son could do something about it. She believed and knew that there was something very special about him. He was powerful. He was wonderful. And thank you, moms, for believing in us, even when others do not. And speaking of relational changes, a year or so later, here again, uh, the mom's heart of perhaps disappointment or bewilderment 
Matthew 12, verse 46 says this. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Let me stop there a moment. Do you ever think about what are they doing there? Why did they, in the midst of him ministering to folks, want to spend time with him? And it could be any number of reasons. I mean, it could be he hasn't been home in a while. They just wanted to connect with him. Probably more important, though. Maybe they were hearing things about him, and they, they wanted to speak to him about that. Could very well be there was an important matter of business that they had to attend to, and they needed his input. Whatever that was, we're not sure. Um, and, and I think Matthew continues here to give us some clarification. In verse 47, he says, Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. And he answered and said to them, the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here, my mother, my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Wow. You suppose Mary was bewildered by what was happening? Concerned? Maybe disappointed? We don't know. What was this response all about? And maybe this passage at times has troubled you to think, why would he not take time to see his parents? Why is he giving more time to those that he's speaking to, caring for those, others, and his mom is standing out there? Moms, I just want to encourage you today because there are times that you're bewildered by the activities of your children. And and they may not do or they may do something that you'd rather they didn't. And it leaves you bewildered. Why? Why would they do this? I want to encourage you today to think not that it has to do with their love for you, but maybe something else is going on entirely that you don't understand. For Mary, in this given moment, she didn't get what was happening. But Jesus had a purpose in doing what he was doing. And for moms, you may not always understand what's going on, but don't ever confuse that with their love for you. And in the case of our text, I believe his comments are about the larger and the deeper matters that go beyond the important and valuable family bonds. We've read time and again in the Gospels that Jesus is there to establish, what, a new covenant. That's what he's there for. And and he is allowing this to be a spiritual issue, an issue of faith. He uses this opportunity to make a very important point about ultimate loyalty. That's what he's teaching here. Something similar as he said in Luke 1426, and some of you have at times said, What does he mean by this when he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple? Well, you know and have figured out he wasn't telling us to hate anyone. He was speaking about ultimate loyalty. There's God and then there's everything else. And that love for God is so great that that love almost secondly coming in Second place seems like, wow, it's such a vast difference. It's almost like the difference between love and hate. But no, he's teaching that ultimate loyalty. And here he ties that very important social concept of family into a very important spiritual concept. Because the new covenant that would occur with his death and resurrection is about the larger community of humanity for which he's concerned and for which he came to redeem. 
Here again, moms, always have hope in your young ones. Raise them right. Pray for them. Be an example to them and hope that God is leading them. Maybe not in everything you're seeing and what's going on presently, but certainly God is in control. And in spite of bewilderment, Mary stayed faithful. Let's take her role a step further because there were moments at the crucifixion that she was experiencing grief. And mom, sometimes you experience grief and in many different ways. Think about Mary at the cross and, and these events that we're talking about, the things that she pondered in her heart. How many of those were going through her mind as she watched her son being put to death, her son be put to death? Not supposed to be that way, friends. Mothers are not to bury their sons. It's supposed to be the other way around. Sons are to bury their moms. And there are people on the sound of my voice that I know have experienced losing a child. And no one knows the pain that you've experienced. No one knows the struggle that you've experienced. But like Mary, you continue to trust God in spite of questions. You are faithful through that. I thank God for giving grace in difficult times to all of us when we don't understand what's going on and and what this means in our life. He brings healing, he gives grace, and he encourages us to keep on keeping on. And notice the example that Jesus leaves for us as once again, he's in great terrible pain. He recognizes his mother who miraculously conceived and given birth to him, and he realizes she needs to be cared for. And he told his mother, woman, behold your son. And to the disciple, behold your mother. Moms, you are loved. And we are to follow the example of Jesus and be sure that our moms are cared for. Another thought about Mary as we see a heart of belief. And the gospel accounts do not indicate if Mary was among the other Mary's who went to the tomb that resurrection morning. But in Acts 1.14, we read that after Jesus ascended back to heaven and the disciples returned to Jerusalem, it says this, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. I love that. Because Mary was not just a mother of Jesus, she was a follower of Jesus. And certainly you would think she would have wanted to be at the tomb that day. And she may have been there the day before. She may have been there later in the day after she heard of an empty grave. Uh, We don't know. Maybe she was just mourning as a Jewish mom would mourn the death of a son. But the question does come to mind, when did she know beyond doubt that Jesus was alive? When did she realize that what he had said to her in Jerusalem, in Cana, in Cape Anera, became very clear and understood. When did she become a believer? And maybe Jesus appeared to her at some point or another when he was with the disciples and spoke to them. We don't know, but Acts 1.14 leaves no doubt that Mary believed in Jesus. And certainly an argument could be made from the very beginning when Gabriel shared the news with her. Uh, she trusted God at that given moment. Or at the wedding, when she didn't wait for the miracle to happen, she believed in him already of what he can do. 
there was belief there. As we've heard this morning, Mary was a good mother, concerned for her children. I think we get glimpses of that in the gospel accounts, but through it all, and and that's a big all, from devotion to bewilderment to grief, she believed. One comment that I read about her is that for 33 years, she did the simple and important task of motherhood, like many of you moms. Even when the angel appears to her with that incredible news, listen to her words, I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. I am the Lord's servant and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. I wonder if that's something we say on the front end, like she did. We know in our heart that's right, but do we ever commit ourselves as parents to accept what God's will is for our children. That's hard to do. But it's what example we have today, and truth is, a commitment like that is something that we should all be able to do because God always has our best interests at heart. And he does things in our lives that do bring him glory and eventually are for our good. And you're facing things in life, physically, emotionally, relationally, loss of loved ones, and it's difficult for you. But God wants to minister to your soul at these times and allow you to do greater things, even as a result of those things that are going on in your life. On this Mother's Day, I encourage you to remember Mary's example and just her simple but important faithfulness to the purposes of God. That's what we're all called to do. By some, she's venerated. She's held in very high esteem. By others, she's simply thought about once a year and then forgotten. But listen, her story, her actions, her life, her sacrifices, her grief, her pain, her devotion, it serves as a reminder that faithfulness to the simple and important roles in life when done in service to God and for others in his name, those things matter. Moms, don't ever be discouraged with the thought, well, I'm home raising children. Oh, please recognize the importance of that and stay faithful. You're that connection with them. Oftentimes, that's the first love they're experiencing that, re- that reveals God's love for them. And thank you. Only eternity will reveal the difference you made in the lives of children that you have touched. And and in my life, I know it wasn't just my mom that touched my life because there were times that she went through physical and mental difficulties and others stepped in, aunts and others that were special to me. And I experienced the love of other people in those times. And uh, God has called each of us to fill the gap, as it were, in some lives of hurting people. Take advantage of those opportunities, but I want to remind all of us here today to love moms as they should be loved. And that does involve certainly loving her verbally. As men, you understand, we have the philosophy, I don't have to say I love you, you know that. But the truth is, a woman needs to hear, I love you. Let her know, if you have the privilege of having your mom with you yet, let her know today that you love her, but also love her physically, 
When's the last time, dad or sons, you gave her that big hug? You gave her a kiss without her asking for it. A neck rub, sat on the couch and held her instead of her holding you. As a mom, she's probably the first person that ever touched you. And now she deserves your touch and should never have to give up that completely. I love visiting some of our um, older folks that are in assisted living. And sometimes when I do that, I find myself looking for a room and I'm walking in the aisles uh, of the uh, assisted living place there and there's some older ladies sitting in wheelchairs. And sometimes as I'm going by, I usually say hi, but they reach out and they want to touch you. Why? Because they miss that most important thing of physical touch. And we need to allow our moms to experience that love physically, verbally, and very importantly, patiently. Remember all she has done for you? Today is a day of remembrance. Remember all that mom has done for you. Young people, they sacrifice for you. They give and give and give, and oftentimes, like, we're unpatient. We're not patient with them, and we should be. There was a letter read on one of the radio programs from an 80-year-old woman on her birthday. And listen to her words. To all my children, I suppose my upcoming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. This is a good time to tell you that what I truly want are things I can never get enough of. Yet they are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come and sit with me and for you to be relaxed. We can talk or we can be silent. I would just like for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say the first time. I know how tiresome it is to always be repeating, but sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience when I think too much about the past with my slowness and my set ways. I want you to be tolerant with what the years have done to me physically. Please understand about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited when I try to figure out this dumb iPhone. Also, I can't remember what time to take my medication or if I took it already. I take too many naps and sometimes sleep helps pass the day. Well, there it is, time, patience, and understanding. Those are the priceless gifts that I want. She goes on to say, finally, in his letter, the Apostle Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. I know I can too. And it's a wonderful feeling to know his eye is on the sparrow and I know he cares for me. I guess being old isn't so bad after all. Love, Mom. I think a number of our ladies could have written that as well. So love her patiently. And then, very importantly, love her honorably. Exodus 20, 12 reminds us, honor your father and your mother. And notice that the days, your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. Has that for a good return on your investment? This is binding as long as your mom lives. And by the way, it's the only one of the Ten Commandments which includes this built-in promise of blessing. And so, uh, in closing, we've seen examples of Mary, and, and I just wanted to remind you moms today that you are loved, 
and the rest of us how we should be loving you. And in Mary, we've seen this example of devotion and, and uh, bewilderment of grief and belief. But there's also one other that I think we should look at and we certainly want to uh, recognize one other feature and that's a heart of desire. You ever think what is the desire of your mom? What would it be for you as a child, even as an adult? And I believe the most important desire a mom's has is for her children to have a relationship with God. And that would be an invitation to any and all here today that may not have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Mary says this on one occasion, I love it, in John chapter 2, whatever he says to you, do it, do it. Well, what are some things that he has said to you? And we could draw an awful lot from that, but I'm just going to close with the thought of Jesus inviting fellowship with him. And in John 3.20, he reminds us, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he's speaking about the heart. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, what is he going to do? He's going to come in. And he's going to have that fellowship with these individuals. And this certainly can be applied to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here today and you've never been born again. You've never come to a time of recognizing as a sinner, God's word says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's telling us that God's standard is here and we've missed it. We're sinners. And he's good, but he's also holy and cannot let sin come into his presence. That's our problem. But aren't you thankful that God solved our problem in the person of Jesus Christ? And he gave his life, rose again, that those that call upon him, as the scripture says, for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can do that today if it hasn't been done. If you're just not sure, it's been done. If there's any confusion about it whatsoever, say that prayer and have the mindset of who he is what he came to do, and how you're willing to respond. One of the last things Jesus said on the cross was, it is finished, in the Greek, to telestai. And it's an accountant term, for the debt has been paid. Folks, we have a debt because of sin. And we could pay that by spending an eternity in a place you don't want to be, called hell. Or you could accept the fact that he paid it. And today, you can apply that to your life in a simple prayer. Just ask God, forgive me. I believe you are the son of God. You died for my sin. Would you come into my heart and save me? He did that for me 44 years ago. He will do that for you today. And my friends, if there's any questions, I'll be at the hospitality table in a little bit. Please come and talk with me. Could be no greater day than Mother's Day and knowing the desires of each mom and mom, one of you may be here today and, and you need that savior as well, just the way Mary did. Allow God to work in your heart. Would you pray with me today? Father, we thank you for your love, for your grace, for the examples we have in scripture and Lord, for your goodness to us. We thank you for our moms and thank you for the impact they have had on our lives we pray you'd bless them today and, and each one under the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would work that very special work of revealing do we have that relationship with you? And if not, draw that one, Lord, that indeed... 
they become your child today. In Jesus' name,